Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. For anyone who loves renovation, wants to save money, and to learn the best tips and tricks of the industry. And now, your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Hello guys, welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. On this episode, I had the joy of interviewing Ricardo. He's the director of Flow Property Services based in London. I went to meet him on a project that he was doing, actually, and I was very impressed with the level of detail that they were going in, even just on the preparation stages of the project. So before anything really nice goes in on the project, um, they were really taking care about what should be behind the walls and underneath the floors. And I think that was... I was really impressed to see that. You don't often get to see that these days as much. So before I put you through, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to us so far. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then please do so, so that we can constantly update you with new episodes. If you want, you can come into the Facebook group that we've got, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Property Renovation Podcast. There's a lot more information going on in there that doesn't really reach the podcast. So it's a little bit more exclusive. And yeah, so without further ado, I'll put you through to Ricardo. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so uh, Ricardo, um, welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. Um, I thought it would be a good idea to get you on. I've been actually following you on Instagram a bit and uh, seeing the quality of work that you do. And just for the benefit of the listeners, I've actually been to one of your sites today. Um, I've seen how you work with with your team and um, I was quite impressed by the quality. And there seems to be a lot of attention to detail that's going in even before you know, the, the, the finishing products. So it's a lot of preparation involved. Can you just talk a little bit about um, why you spend so much time and energy on, on the installation that people don't actually see? Uh, hi, everyone. And um, first of all, in our flow property services, you know, we take pride in what we do. And um, we do a lot of preparation even before entering a project. And on the project that James saw today, um, we, we, we worked very hard with, uh, with, with one of our clients and uh, in trying to achieve uh, a very good finish. For instance, you know, we, we always advise you know, the, the client that you should not compromise on, on the material. An example, for instance, we do, we, we're redoing the whole house to put new flooring. So what we've done on the specific case, we we reinforce the subflooring with new noggings every 300 mil. We instead of putting an 18 mil plywood, we're going with a 22 mil plywood, which will make the floor more steady. So when the floor, when the engineered flooring arrives, it goes on top. It's it's for life. So this is where we don't want to compromise on on things. You know, it's important. We at Flow that we want everything to be perfect. We we have this attention to detail, mm-hmm. and most importantly, we want the client to be happy. 
I assume that the materials that you're using, they're of a higher quality grade. Yes. So they'll, they'll cost more money. Correct. Correct. So how are you dealing with the situation when you need to explain that to the client? It's, it's always a, a challenging moment when we have to put this across to a client because, you know, sometimes, you know, the clients, they have a specific budget before any tender, before they receive any tender. Now, you can get the A company submitting a cheaper quote using very cheap materials. And this is not about talking about the delivery of the product, but we're talking now just on materials. Mm. We, we don't want to do that. You know, we will recommend to our clients to the best materials for, the, for any project because we do everything very detailed and we want everything to be perfect. To, now, to take this message across to the client, it's always, it's always difficult when people are on a very tight budget because they can't afford that. Some people that can afford that, you have to, you've got a barrier of explaining things that for them it's like, no, it doesn't make sense to them because it's understandable because, you know, they're not on the trade. But when you try to explain things on a very transparent way, in a very calm way, not just talking and losing your patience because you have to keep flowing, you have to explain, you have to give a visual if possible of the outcome by using good materials. So you're on a balance by not seeming too pushy in terms of um, expecting them to go for the high quality material, but you're explaining about the potential risks of going lower? Yes, definitely. On on this, on one of our current projects that we're doing now, the one that you saw today, we've done with our client about three, four times where we recommended by way of recommendation for him to do everything correctly. And as an example, we were doing, you know, the, the loft, the flooring wasn't level, the choices they weren't right, they needed to be replaced. We, we had to spoke and explain to the client what can happen in a few years down the line mm-hmm. if he doesn't do that correctly or if he wants us to do it the way that he, he wanted, you know. But for us is that we have to explain in a very calm manner, in a very transparent manner, show the client why you need to do certain things. In certain things, there's a slight, a slight higher cost, but it's on the long run, it's going to be a saving. For instance, you know, like now we we just, we we we're redoing the whole house and we've done insulation for through through the whole loft through the whole house. It wasn't necessary in certain areas, but we recommended to do that so that the house can become more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And this is if you look down the line in five years or ten years down the uh, down the line, it's going to be a saving. Right, and you've got to be confident. Um, in in the work that you do, I think uh, we spoke earlier, but you offer most of the time a six year. We, we it depends on, on the size of the project. Okay. We we started uh, our standard. We give guarantee of, of our work for two years right. uh, on, on on the projects, on the condition that with the client, 
that we agree on the materials that we got to use, you know. Okay. There needs to be an agreement because I, I, don't, I think it would have been very, it would be beneficial for either party to no. provide a guarantee of a life of two years to six years when they're not fitting our criteria of work yeah. regarding the materials, the quality of the product. Yeah. Because, you know, you will expect a merc not to last a lifetime, maybe a minute to last, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. There's a difference on, on, on the trade, you know, it's all about your materials that you get. How have you become to know um, about the quality of the materials and why do you insist on so much about using the high quality? It's just over experience or? It, 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 look, we've been, uh, we're a team, we're a great team and we've been, we've got, I mean, for my partner, Pedro is a third generation of a carpenter joint of Vlad has worked as a foreman on, on big sides for the past 20 years. I bring a little bit into the business and we decided to take an approach that we're only going to do work where we will, it's, it needs to fit our criteria. It will, it needs to be, we're not the people that when we're going to take on a project, we're going to go in there, do it quickly, move on to the next one. We're not a greedy, we're not a greedy company. We're mm -hmm. not greedy people. We want to do a property. Let's say you take a house, you bring, you know, that house to life. Mm -hmm. It needs to become a showroom for the client. Yeah. It, it, the client has to be very happy, content. We want to bring our potential clients to come and see the house. And when the job is finished, you know, we take our photos and we see and we, we cry, we laugh. And then we say, you know what, man, look at that now. Look the way it was before and look the way it is now. Yeah. I think that for us gives us a lot of pl pleasure. We, I wouldn't say that we are like, uh, I can I put it across, um, we like to be perfectionists, mm -hmm. I for detail, I know I keep saying I for de detail, but I think it's very important that you take pride in what you do. Yeah. We've got by our, we've got our values, our values is called, is called reach, which stands for respect, excellence, ambition, cooperation, and honesty. And we think when we started our company that we, we added those values because we believe that out there on the market that we want to give something a little bit different, mm -hmm. which is all about quality, competitive pricing, and most important, out of my experience, because I've, I've been a property developer, buying properties and selling properties since 2000, and before I became a builder, I went through a lot of the builders and and, there was, there was no communication, there was no, the quality of work was poor, people just are in there for the money, they don't actually care about, you know, your house. We don't, we don't want to be those people and I'm not saying that because I really believe in what we do. We want to take a project where we know we're going to transform that house, we will be satisfied, the customer is satisfied and we move on. Right. to the next project. It's a, very, it's a very good way to look at it, actually. And, and this is, for us, it's important. It's, uh, we all need to do a living. Everybody needs to do a living. We always advise the best, the, the best way as possible to our clients. Now, at the end of the day, it's the client who's going to make the decision on what he wants. And uh, if we see that the client 
once you cut corners, we walk away from a project, and this is a fact. You walk away before we even get. Yeah. We we walk away from the negotiation because right. we don't want to do a a work where everything is about cutting corners. Yeah, because you just know it's not going to last. It's not part of our values. It's okay. not. How did Flow Properties start? I mean, Flow Property started about uh, a year ago, and. Um, like, I mean, you know, when I keep telling my friends, you know, we started about a year ago and everybody thinks, oh, mate, they're a new company, they don't know what they're doing. But let me tell you something. There's no shame on starting something from the beginning when mm. you're small, when you're working to achieve great things. Yeah. And it started, it started, you know, because I helped on, uh, a few years back, a lot of my friends, like I mentioned before, we used to buy properties, do properties up. I used to be in a different industry at that time. Then I was helping, projecting, uh, managing for some friends. Mm -hmm. And on the back of my mind, I always had this little love, passion for, for, for this building work, renovating work. It, it was there. It was, it was like always on the back of my mind. Then I went abroad. I went to, to Morocco, took a little bit of break, and I went to help a friend of mine, which she had to open a, a resort. It was um, the eco, um, eco ecological resort where they source all this ecological materials and all that. Uh, they had like 99 villas and I think 128 apartments. And he, told, he, he brought me over to come and help to open the hotel and the restaurants on the resort. At the end, I was already involved setting up a joinery shop to, to, to furnish the whole uh, development. Then from there, I was getting involved already on the building work. And then I decided, you know what, I actually like this, you mm. know. This is something that I need to explore. So I changed my direction. I came back to the UK. Uh, and I knew where the right people are. And I got in touch with my current business partner, Pedro. Pedro is a third generation of a joinery company in Portugal, where we get all our joinery work done from wardrobes, from uh, wardrobes, TV cabinets, if you want to copy a table, any bespoke furniture. Because flow is about, we do, we're home builders, but we also want to explore because Pedro, they've got a factory abroad and we want to provide the, the London market with some bespoke furniture from Portugal because it's very, very high quality. And, and this is how flow started. And then uh, we, we sat many times at the house and we were like talking, listen, you know, we need to get our values right. What is the right market that we want to be? We're not there to turn around properties and go in, go out. That's not us. There's a lot of people that they want to come to do a refurbishment. They mm. want to do it quick and move on. That's not our approach. We want to take projects where we go in, where a lot enough time to complete the job to a very, very high standard. You know, you've got like these lead sites where uh, if, if you, you know, you, you, you could go on there, create a profile and apply for jobs. I mean, how do you get your work at the moment? We are very, we're still on our baby steps and you know, we're still trying to explore all the venues where to source, to source our work. The majority of our work 
at the moment is coming via word of mouth. And uh, recently we've been working with some uh, interior designers, which they're providing us with a lot of the work. Okay. And uh, we're working in our to we, we're in discussions now to with a key for projects to work together. I think we, I think the values are similar, and uh, I think you know that I will be happy to work or undertake the work for Akiva projects because based on values and we've got the same approach, just like with my other clients. And uh, this is our source of, of our work. I don't specifically like lead sites, which I'm not going to mention uh, the names. I, I really don't. I tried it on the first two months. We, 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 we were with two well-known lead sites. I found it to be, not, they were not very, you, you buy, you, where to purchase those leads. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, we, some of the, those leads, they never called, they wouldn't answer our calls. We went to see some work. It wasn't, it's not, it wasn't us. It's, it's not, not. It, it's not, it, it's not us. So, so we worked on our network. I've been in London for some time, so I, I had to approach some people that I knew, friends, some colleagues from work where I used to work before. Uh, we got some of the work also via Pedro. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the moment, you know, thank God, I mean, we're, we're getting to a stage where we're keeping ourselves busy. We're keeping our team motivated. You know, there's always work. It's very important to keep your, your team motivated mm. and, uh, and, and looking for the next project. What do you think from a client's point of view, let's just say someone is searching the internet yeah. looking for, they're just about to do a renovation. What do you think they are looking for to hire a company? I'm gonna talk out of my previous experience, you know, many, many years ago when I was looking for a builder. Now you go into the net, you, you know, you, you know it's, it's, it's a different world on the net. I mean, you can Google, you get all these companies and all that. And I remember on a project, on a property I used to have on Bishop Storford, and, um, which is just outside London, on the, outside uh, by Stansted Airport. Mm -hmm. And I got a few quotes, I Googled, I got a few names, I checked their background. Uh, they've been founded for a few years. I got a lot of the quotes. But for me, it's always a question of, I prefer, this is a personal, this is a personal opinion. I always prefer if it comes referred by somebody. Okay. You know, somebody that actually it's either a friend of yours or a family mm. that they refer that this guy has done a job, it's good. Then what do you need to do? And I'll advise this for everybody. And this is what we do with all our clients. We are, like I said earlier on, we are very transparent. All our clients, we always, always at the initial, at the, on the initial stage of negotiation, we always invite our clients to come and see our projects, other uh, project, uh, other uh, ongoing project or a completed project. Because it doesn't matter what you can do online. You can, you can make your website beautiful. You can put the, the nicest words on your website. You can have, do nice social media. But it's very vital for a client to come to a property and they see for themselves, because you don't have to be an expert, but you will know when you come inside the house, when the house is finished to a high standard, you will notice that. And that, for me, is what I will advise for every, 
client out there, you're looking for a builder, get in touch with the builder, go and see his projects. Complete it in an ongoing. Have a chat with them. Just a formal chat. You will know if this guy or this company is the right person for you. When you say about having a chat, you, you're, you're saying that they should talk to the a homeowner of the property as well. Yes, they can talk. They can talk to. If you don't have nothing to hide, right? If you don't have nothing to hide, mm -hmm. we don't have nothing to hide. You know. Okay. We always invite our client to come and see the house, and they're more than welcome to have a chat with the homeowner of those houses, mm -hmm. because this is your best referral you can get. You know, you've spoken with that person. Yeah. You can see the quality of the work, and of course, re check the online reviews as well. I think the best endorsement is by speaking to someone, you know, and they've been to their property. Yeah. How about quotes? Like, how many quotes do you think the home, typical homeowner should get? I think they should, I think you should, you should get a minimum three quotes. Three quotes. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, if you've got to do a project, we have to remember something that, you know, we all buy, have a property or buy, want to buy a property. It's one of the biggest investments that we make in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So you need to take your time, get free quotes. Just do not get focused on paper. Just don't be focused on that final number. On you the figure itself. On the figure itself. You know, don't just get focused on that. Get in touch. Have a face-to-face -face meeting with the three builders on this case. Have a chat with them. See, find out about them, about their projects. What materials are going to be used. Mm -hmm. Be very detailed on your requirements that you want to be done on the property. Make sure that nothing gets left un unturned yeah. so that everything is on the open so that you don't have any surprises. Because there's a lot of people out there which will take advantage of that. So you need to do your homework, you make your schedule of works, you list room by room, square meter by square meter, what you want. And you, you need to require for your, your potential builder to give you a very detailed quote. Mm -hmm. Because there's no point me saying, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna replace your flooring for 30 square meters and I give an X amount, and then, uh, then the, that ball is gonna turn around. I only have quoted for the floor, but you know what? Your floor is not level. We have to go now into your subflooring because we need to, the choices are not right. We need to make your choices right. And this is where you're gonna start getting hit. So be very de detailed on what you need to do. And if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable, or you don't have experience to do that, get companies like Akiva Projects to monitor and do that legwork for you because you will save money in the long run. And time, I guess. As well. And time. And money. And money. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the next question I actually wanted to ask you, like, you've, so you've been doing projects for, you've been around for a year as Flow Properties. Yeah. So um, give me, an example of a really good project that you all enjoyed working on? We, I mean, we always enjoy all our projects. I mean, you know, there's always, I mean, it's like having children. You don't say which one is your favorite because no. they're all your, your little ones, you know? So for us, there's always a little bit 
one that you're more inclined to do the work. For instance, the, we're starting a project now on the 15th of August, and it's like we can't wait to start on this project because it's going to be something, it's going to be a nice challenge for us. We've mm-hmm. got a period of three months to complete a, a six, five, six bedroom house, renovation of a few bar, four bathrooms, do a new bathroom. It's going to be very tight. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that gives us something to look forward to because um, I don't know. It's 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 difficult to say. It's when you it's when it's like it's like love at first sight. You know, yeah. you just like the house and you want to transform this house. This our current project that we're doing in uh, in Highbury, we, we're enjoying this project very much. We're halfway through. Um, and we, we want to get this done within the next six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. You know, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but it's, <laughs> it, it, comes, it comes with the job. But we, we, are, we are very content the way we're progressing and, and the finishes and the client, most important, is very happy with the way the project is moving uh, yeah. onwards. Um, he, the, the, the client himself, he's not... Is not around at the moment. Is is no the client. The client. What we. The, what we. Part of. Part of. Um, part of our approach is like we believe in communication. We believe on having, you know, a very open conversation with our client, and we we keep in touch with him. Uh, I will say on a daily basis. This is not like being on the phone every single day or every single hour because mm. otherwise we wouldn't be able to finish his house. But, you know, for instance, I'll give you a good example. We've, we created a WhatsApp group. A WhatsApp group? A, a WhatsApp group, yeah. Okay. Which, which we, we've got me and my partner and our foreman in there. We've got the consultant and we've got the client. We've got a kitchen supplier in there. We've got... Um, the, the third party uh, building control company in there. Oh, good. Okay. So we're all in there. <clears throat> Anybody has a question, we, 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 it goes into the what's group. It's very open. We've got a question to ask our client. We ask there. It's very open. And like that, we keep the communication flowing. We also decided in, in order, out of our young days uh, for flow property services and all, and all our projects, we allow every Tuesday... And people ask me, why every Tuesday? I say, look, Monday is always the beginning it's of the week. Yeah. And, uh, and it's always the day that we need to go and buy materials. And Monday is never a good day to have meetings. <laughs> so we decided to do every Tuesday a 30 to 45 minute slot meeting with the client. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You need to update the client on what is happening on the property, you know. I think that is very vital for every client out there because if you're going to hire a company or build a company that is doing the work and is not updating the client, the client feels a little bit, I wouldn't say misguided, but he will be, he's been left out of the loop. And I think that is not good for, for, for the relation and for the project itself. Yeah. It's important that the client and the, and the third parties that may be on the contract like, you know, kitchen fitters and things like that. Everybody's kept on the loop, so there's no delays on the project. Yeah. And the client, out of experience, we've been, we've been using the system now for about, for the past six months. And since we've done that, there's a recording, there's no miscommunication. Um, if there's something a little bit more personal, 
the client will say, Ricardo, please call me. Yeah. It happened to me last night, funny enough. Uh, I had to call the client at 8 o'clock because we just had to clarify a few, a few bits. And I think this is, this is a good way. And having a meeting, we've got like a very small agenda, three, four, five topics that we cover every week. The client may come around and he says, okay, look, can you just give me an update? We give him an update how we're progressing on, on the project. Mm. For instance, with my current uh, client, what we try to do, he says, okay, Ricardo, when will you need the kitchen guys to come and take the measurements? Uh, for example, you will ask, okay, when can I get the tiles to arrive on site? When can I get the flooring arrived on site? So that day, the meeting is also about looking at the work that is currently being done and already preparing what's going to happen the week after and, the, the, and, and so on and so on and so on. So I think it's very beneficial that everybody does that. Okay. How about, um, I'm assuming that every project that you do comes with a schedule. Yeah. Um, and when you're going through that schedule, does it, do you manage to stay on track or what, what would be the typical things for it to go off track? I mean, so many things can go, can go wrong. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can stay here for days <laughs> on the podcast and, but I think everybody will get, you know, you know, it, it's so many things. I mean, I'm just going to give uh, some samples for, for instance, you know, okay. one of the, Okay, just something came to my mind. On my current project, we, uh, the, the clients, um, as a third party company doing the design for the bathroom. Now, all the, the all the, 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 the bath tap, the basin. The sanitary work. The sanitary work, yeah. yeah they're all coming from Germany. Okay. Now, there's been a slight delay. Now, on Germany, they, the factory tends to close for August. You know, very lucky people on that side. They don't like to work on uh, in Germany on uh, on August. So what has happened? That has delayed us. We we had provisionally put on our on our planning that we would have been doing the installation of the sanitary work on the last week of August or the week before. I'm okay. not sure now. Mm-hmm. And now this has been delayed now until mid-September. Wow. You know, and this is down to poor planning, which it's, we keep, I put my hands up because we want to involve directly. But this has been highlighted from day one on the meetings that we had with the client. We have advised them, be careful. There's a cut time line if you're going to bring your, 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 sanitary work from Germany because in Germany like most European countries on August Mm -hmm. most of the factories they don't work because they're going on holidays so this is just a good example where things can go a little bit wrong you know it's not going a little bit wrong where there can be a little bit of a delay an extension on the schedule kind of extension of of the schedule what happens Uh, the client at the moment is renting another property until his property gets finished. Right. Handover the property was meant to be on the 16th of September. Okay. Now, around that time, we will be installing the bathroom. So we will have the house all complete. The only thing that won't be complete will be the bathroom because we're waiting for the... By the 16th. By the 16th, around that week. Okay. We'll be receiving the things from Germany. So... 
by comparison on the size of that project so it, it's currently two weeks over schedule uh, at the moment at the, at the moment we we are, uh, we projected the, the job to last 14 to 16 weeks um, we are on week eight and uh, there's been we are uh, there was a little bit of a slight delay because there's been some additional works uh, to the loft area but we believe that within the the next two, three weeks, we will gain that lost ground okay. uh, and we will be on schedule. So we're very confident that we, we will deliver the property on time. Uh, at the moment, actually after the podcast interview, I need to call my client and <laughs> just to get a, an update uh, if there's any news uh, from from Germany. Okay. Uh, so that we want to save him money and we want to complete the project as soon as we can because we will like we do like to to stick by our agreements and handover was meant to be on the 16th and we would prefer to end the property on the 16th than one week later yeah. or two weeks later. If, um, if, a, if a homeowner gives you, just calls you up yeah. and says, look, I'm looking to do my property, free bedroom property, for yeah. instance, give me a ballpark figure. I mean, how, how can you explain how you would... How do you see ballpark figures and what, what, yeah? I'm not a big fan of ballpark figures. I really don't like ballpark figures. This is like, uh, this is like, you know, you're going, this is like you're going to Tesco and you gotta go do your shopping and you don't check how much money you've got inside your wallet and then (laughs) you get to the till and it's hundred pounds, but you only got 50 pounds. This is our ballpark figures. They don't work, honestly. Yeah. Out of my experience, they don't work. Properties, they need to be surveyed. Let your builder go in there. If you, if you require any structural work, uh, get the structural work guy to come in there. Get the drawings. You can't give a ballpark figure on a property where structural work is going to be required yeah. and you don't have the drawings. So how can you give a ballpark figure? You can est- give a, a, an estimate, you know, ballpark figure. Personally, floor property services, we don't do that. Okay. That's, this is just, this is just a, a policy yeah, of, of floor yeah. property services. I think it's, it's very misleading. Um, we don't want to go where and give a ballpark figure like some guys that do. They say, okay, it's got to be 50k, and the project ends up on 80,000. Who's going to be crying at the end of the project? It's going to be the client on one side and, mm-hmm. and the builder on the other side because the client doesn't have the extra 30,000, the builder doesn't get paid. <laughs> no, you can't do things like that. You know? I mean, from both sides, from a client's point of view, they are probably at risk a lot because they're opening their house up to strangers that are coming in. They're, they're prepared to be doing the work. Yeah. And once they're in, uh, you know, the, the, the work is already full steam ahead yeah. kind of thing. Um, so they're really just putting the faith in the, the building company's hands. Do you think that um, there is any faults and worries um, and concerns that building companies have about um, the clients, for instance? I mean, I think it, it it goes both ways, you know. We always watch TV and we always see we always see the uh, the TV shows about you know the rock traders, yeah. which they, which there is 
There's plenty out there, you know, yeah. it's a jungle out there. So that's why I tell everyone, you always got to need to do your leg work, work on referrals, go and see their work and everything else. Mm. But in fairness, in fairness, when, when we, we tend for our jobs and uh, we do a little bit of a check on the client, okay. you know, uh, if the project exceeds a certain amount, you know, then we will ask, you know, for some proof of, of funds, you okay. know. Um, and usually what we do, and um, if it comes, ref- again, it works the same way. Uh, if it comes referred from, from a, a friend or interior designer that has worked with this client, yeah. then it makes things also much easier because... You know, in, you know, this is a, a client that is going to pay on time mm. and uh, that he, he knows what he wants and uh, it's not a raw client because there's raw clients out there, you know. What, sorry, uh, raw, 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 raw clients. clients raw you know, there's, there's people that they, they, it happens, you know, it works both ways. Yeah. I'm sorry to say this, you know, <laughs> but it does happen. I've heard of a lot of cases. We haven't had... I don't want to have that opportunity. I don't want to cross that bridge. But you can, there are ways of preventing that. You can, you, you, I always advise, no matter the size of your project, if it's going to be for a thousand pounds, one hundred thousand pounds, get everything in writing, yeah. which will protect the client. You have to be fair when you do that. And, you have to, and we ourselves, we want to protect floor property services. It, it needs to be fair. Mm-hmm. It needs to be work both ways. So that the client is protected, the bull is protected, and vice versa. If the client fails to make a payment, then you know we'll have to stop and find out what are the reasons. If it's financial reasons, could you talk a little bit about that? Like, why would you have to stop? For instance, if they're if they're questioning about the next payment. <laughs> I mean, the, the many. Th- it depends how you're going to do your agreement. I suppose you know if you're going to do a your contract on stage work, you know. And you say, okay, on week four, it's one of your stages because this is the stage that you're going to be doing the first fix of electricals. And, and let's say you're one week behind. It's fair that the payment doesn't come until the stage one where okay. you agree that the first, first fix mm-hmm. would have been implemented. The other scenario, there's stages that you get to that stage after one week or two weeks, it, it may turn that the client says, oh, sorry, I've got a problem with my bank. Um, we haven't received f- funds from abroad. From a, I'm waiting for a payment. Usually at that point, it's important that you have a very open conversation with, with the client to ensure that, not, that the builders will get paid. Mm. Establish why the payment is not going ahead to prevent any disputes going forward. Right. Again, us, I talk on, on the behalf of my company, is that if we have agreed on a stage payment mm. uh, and the client uh, is late, not just by day, but it, let's say the client is going to be late by seven days, we tend to go and speak, we call a meeting with the client. Okay. If we don't get that sorted, then we will have to stop until the payment is made. Okay. Why we do that? That is not being a bad person. We're not bad people. It's a question that we don't work on very high margins, but we need to make sure that 
we don't lose money. I don't have to go and lend money to pay the yeah. people that we have. Because the people that we have, they are they, they're very skilled people and very skilled people, they don't come cheap. And I guess they don't stay around. They don't stay around. And, and it's very demotivating, you know, for, I think for everybody, especially for the bullies in this case, in the specific subject we're talking now, that, you know, you're into a project, the payment has been delayed by a week or two, there's bad vibes, you start getting concerned, well, what's yeah. going to happen? And that, this is not the, the way I want to be on a project. Mm -hmm. It happens sometimes one week and things like that, no problem. But when you're into a project, it's like anything else, you know, you need to be motivated. You need to motivate yourself. How can you motivate yourself when you know you're not going to get paid? Yeah. You can't. Yeah, good points. Um, could you give some top tips on anyone that's planning to do a renovation? I mean, we've spoken about the get some references and yep. um, check out, get free quotes and stuff. Yep. But anything else? For me, 10 years ago, I would have just gone on referral and things like that. And nowadays, there's so many tools out there. You can go into the net and find a lot of the places. but. There, there are certain sites, mm -hmm. you know, which I'm not gonna... You can mention house and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, for instance, if you go to house, you know, it's a very good referral point. You can learn a lot in there. You can find a lot of companies there. That is one source. Again, you're gonna need to do your legwork on those companies, but for me now, uh, I'm a little bit more experienced than I was about 10 years ago. In, um, I'm planning to do, take a project of my own. My next project I'll do, I will hire a design company because I think it saves a lot of time, you know, and, and we're always thinking, oh, I'm going to pay X amount for the design. I can't do that myself. Mm. I keep hearing this all the time, and I'm going to give another good example. A client that I had that I had. Mm. He was working on, uh, on the bathroom design for about six months with two prestige companies. After six months, he comes to us, can you finish our bathroom design? <laughs> so what I will suggest, and sometimes it also happens that some people, they, want, they, they, they start very motivated on the beginning of your, of your own project, but down the line, when you work on a project, it, it can be very stressful for the owner, right. for the client. That pressure starts coming in. You have to source tiles, you have to source this, you have to looking for this path. It, you know, it takes a lot of your energy. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm getting old now. So for me, the best thing to do on my own next project, I will hire a company that will do the design. I will take that headache out of my hands. Mm -hmm. I will do the, the building work. That's what I do for a living. Okay. But for the design, I'll get some company to do that. Even to outsource everything, it will make life easier. And people sometimes they think, oh, it's gonna cost, so that's gonna cost a lot of money. 
like I said, online, check. There's a lot of good companies out there. Akiva projects, they can help you with that, with the design, the implementation of the process. So, yeah, that's just a personal so opinion. E- so even though you're going to... You plan to build your own house yeah. do your home project. Yeah. You would still go and get a, a, a company to come in and do the design. Yes, definitely. Why is that important to you? It's about time. Right. It's, a, it's, it's about time. It's about, you know, I'm just like any other client out there. Yeah. We're doing yeah. Bu- building work. We're doing home renovations for clients. Yeah. This is how I earn my bread and butter every day. This keeps me already busy as it is, you know. Now, if I wanted to buy my, to renovate my own property and I want to do a nice spec, a nice finish, that will, that will take a lot of my personal time, yeah. you know. And my time at the moment is devoted to... To your business. I need to be careful what I'm going to say. <laughs> to my family, to, to my partner. Okay. And into 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 my business and to my projects. By by getting a house and I get a designer to to do all the legwork. He will he can prepare me the schedule of works. He can prepare me the design. He can prepare me the the, the configuration of the lighting and all that. I get the papers. We just do. I get the drawings. Mm-hmm. I will just do the work. We agree on the tiles. He does the sourcing of the tiles. He does the sourcing of the kitchen. Okay. The, the color schemes, that I would prefer to do that because I think that's very personal you know, to people and to myself. I like to choose my colors. But that will make, it will take a lot of the pressure of, uh, of the client, in this case, myself. And now I'm just going to give a good, ex- uh, a, good, a good example. Uh, a friend of mine about three months ago, she done a loft, a loft, and a, a loft, loft conversion, conversion, yeah, a loft okay. conversion on, on East London, and um, and uh, this is funny. <laughs> and uh, she wasn't smoking, and at the end of the project, uh, which was uh, I think it, the turnaround was about eight weeks. At the end, she was she started smoking because <laughs> she was stressed. She was calling us, uh, can you come and help us to choose the tiles and to do that and to do that. We only could help her on the weekends because during the week we were a little bit busy. So we came and helped her out, mm-hmm. took her to, the, to our, the high street bands where you can buy tiles. And we asked her, why, why, what's, what's, why are you so stressed? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very stressed because you know the, the, the boulders are there, they're done the loft, they didn't cover, everything is getting dirty. Uh, they don't talk to us, they just do the things, they break the, blah, blah, blah. They break the, the table on the garden, and, and it goes so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. And believe it or not, and I, and I, have, I know for a fact that sometimes get the profession, there's a lot of professional help out there mm-hmm. which will absorb that stress. Yes, there's a slight cost, but, you know... It's small in comparison to... What- what you would go through without having them, I guess. Without having them, yeah. Mm. I mean, if, if, you, if, you, if you think of being there, having sleepless nights, worrying about this, worrying about that, just do it in the right way, you know, get the professional help that you need, you know. Do you think by having specifications of work, designs, elevations, layouts, and stuff like that, do you think it benefits the builder 
as yes, much as benefits the absolutely. client. Why? Imagine coming to a project, you're dealing directly with a client, yeah. and he wants to do a loft conversion, he gets the drawings from the architect, and then he decides, you know what, Ricardo, since we're doing the loft, I want us to change all the lighting on the house. Can you do that? I say, yes, I can do that. Do you know what, my boiler, it's a little bit old. Do you know what, let's change the boiler. Yeah. Since we're doing the loft, let's rip up the floor. Let's put new pipe work. Can you do that, Ricardo? Yes, I can do that, okay. And then this is where it starts, okay. Do you, where do you, do you want to keep everything existent as it was before? No, 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 I want another socket over there. I need another socket over here. Um, I think I'm gonna change the, 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 put some pendants over there. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with that. Where exactly? Oh, somewhere around there. It doesn't <laughs> work like that. It wastes the time of the client and right. it wastes the time of the builder. Again, what, what are the benefits? If you have a drawing, electrical drawing for your lights, electrical uh, a socket drawing, if you've got everything on paper, we basically take those drawings and we implement the work. And we do a backup check with the client. Is this exactly where you want the points to be? Right. He says yes or no, everybody's happy, you move on. He doesn't, he doesn't end up smoking <laughs> or, or going to the pub and getting himself wasted. And we, we do the work and we go home and we're happy. So it is important that you have drawings, sketches, which is agreed with your client and, and anything that you do on the house. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Just get everything on paper. If someone and can't, if someone can't afford designs, do you think just having something drawn on paper themselves, rather than just explaining it verbally? Get you done uh, if if you can't if you can't go out there and get somebody to do that for you. Everybody nowadays, everybody's anybody has a computer. Anybody's yeah. able to work with a computer. Anybody's yeah. able to to create a spreadsheet. Yeah. Everybody can type their bedroom, mm -hmm. you know, everybody has a camera, we've got phones yeah. where we can take photos, you can edit those photos, mm -hmm. you can make a little cross on those photos, you can print it, you can, there's so many ways of skinning a cat, like they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get everything clear, like I mentioned before, it's very vital that at every stage for the client, that everything is on paper for the sake of the client yeah. and for the sake of the builder as well. So the, everything is clear. So you don't end up having headaches mm. at the later stage because when you gotta when you gotta do something, whatever you gotta do in your life, and everything is done verbally, it's like Chinese whispers, you know. Right. The, the translation gets lost somewhere yeah. along the way. So if you've got everything on paper and recorded, and you know, you know, even just if it's clear instruction. Just clear instruction, just on a piece of paper, nothing fancy. It doesn't need to be nothing fancy, but if it's there and detailed, very important, it needs to be detailed, it saves time. It saves the client uh, money, it saves the builder time, it helps for the builder to finish a project on time, okay. and it makes life easy. How I mean, does it save the client money? It will save money because, look, we're doing a house and the client says, okay, ah, I want you to do the rewiring of the house. I want new points of electrical points and mm -hmm. new sockets. Mm -hmm. The builder may 
the bulimate turnaround, the, he, he, he's done his calculations. He had maybe estimated that it's got to be 35 points, electrical mm -hmm. points. Okay. The client maybe brings his missus around. The missus wants one plug over here, one plug over there. One, people get carried away, you know? And then, uh, and then it ends up being 60 points or 65 points. The builder turns around, this is not what we've agreed. My estimate was X amount for so many sockets and now we've got so many sockets, this is extra money. Right. Because okay. everything wasn't written down, everything wasn't agreed between the both parties, mm -hmm. and you start going for a dispute. This is the typical problem between a client and a builder, that it's things they need to be transparent. Right. It's like it's like it's like my relationship with my 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 partner. Mm -hmm. If I'm not very transparent with her, if I'm not very clear with her, she's going to start looking at me, what's going on with you regardless? So yeah. we, it's the same way you, you treat you a, a good relationship. You, you need to look at your projects and your business and everything you do in life to everything to be very clear okay. and very open. I've got two more questions. Um, the, f the first one is about if there is anything that a homeowner can do, so we've already spoken about designs, yeah. Um, but is there anything that a homeowner can do to simplify the whole process of their renovation that they're going to go through now? Anything that they can help the builder with? Uh, I mean, of well, course. I tell you, I'll, I'll do it a different. I'll do it a better way. I'll okay. Ask What's your perfect client? Your ideal client. What is my perfect client? My perfect client. My perfect client is a client that he knows what he wants. Okay. You know, is a client that has done his homework. Yeah. Is a client that has done his diligence. He knows what needs to be done. You, it doesn't necessarily need to be a builder, but you got so much information out there that if you got to spend a little bit of your time and you do your preparation work mm -hmm. uh, before tendering your work to, to the builder. There's so many things you can find out. And it's, it's like us, for example. And I needed to buy a sofa a couple of weeks ago. A sofa? A sofa. Okay. So I don't know how much a sofa costs. I don't have an idea how much a sofa costs. But it's funny enough, huh? When you start looking for the sofa, you start becoming an expert on sofas because you already know a three-seater costs so much, a five-seater yeah. five costs so much. You yeah. know that this guy's cheaper, but the quality is not so great. You go to this very famous supplier on um, around around London. They are the cheapest, but they sell so. Uh -huh. So you already start having an idea and a feel. Right. You know, so you can do the same. You can apply that, that method when you're going to start a project. You got to know, okay, I need to do, uh, extend my kitchen or I want to open my kitchen to the, to the garden, okay. You, there's a lot of information online how much the builders usually charge you per square meter. So you can start over there. You can start getting in touch with suppliers for sliding doors. You know, you can do a yeah. lot of the work yourself. And sometimes, you know, for the, for, for the benefit of the client, it's sometimes better if the client sources directly some of some some of the materials the materials okay. you know one for taste you know this is something they like and two you know if you really 
do your homework. You can actually get good deals out there. Mm. And again, this will apply. You need to check if it's a reliable company, if they are, um, if they are, uh, you know, fencer registered and all that, etc., yeah. etc. But yeah, if you do your homework, you you can check so much information out there. You try to prepare yourself as much as possible. Do not try to become an expert. Uh, all uh, overnight and trying to talk with your board about this and about that, but it will give you good, a good feel. You will let you'll feel more confident, you know, when yeah. you're going to be talking with, with your builder or with the designer team or with the project team. I think preparation. I think like in in life, preparation is vital. You know, mm-hmm. you have to prepare yourself. You know. Is there anything else that you you would want your client to do or prepare for before you come in to the property? For me, yes. I mean, with all of our clients, when we start a project, we, we give our insurance. You know, okay. we go over our policies. We insist that they do the, the check that our policies are up to date and valid. And we always advise you know, our client to notify the insurance that work will be commencing. Okay. Um, I think the same applies to us. You know, he needs to do, he needs to check us out. Mm-hmm. You know, if other comes and sees our work, he can, uh, if he wants to speak some of, uh, get some references. Yeah. References are very important, you know, to get references from your, from, uh, your previous work mm-hmm. for, for your potential client. And, um, and, and again, because, if we if we agree on, on to have a schedule of works, everything is in there. That yeah. is preparation itself. Okay. That so, could, that's yeah. going to tell you exactly. Okay, what is the strip out? What goes in? What goes out? Yeah. The client doesn't have to be there because we will have all the specs done on paper. So that is already preparation, which is getting implemented at this point. Yeah. To keep to keep a project on schedule, what do you think? that a client needs to be accommodating with. So um, imagine like you've got them living in the property, uh, maybe they've got the family around in the property as well and stuff like that. You're just about to start. Yeah. To keep it on schedule, what things need to happen from a client, for you, for your, from your client's point of view? James, let me see if I got this right. So you're saying we're going to start the project and, and the family is going to be living on the, pro- on the, on the property. Yeah, let's say that. I will say don't start a project <laughs> with the family in there because it's not healthy. It's okay. Not. Okay. If it's gonna be a minor refurb where you're gonna be doing maybe redecorating or doing some work in certain rooms, but if you're gonna be doing a new kitchen, yeah. if you're gonna do a new bathroom, advice before you start on the project, if they can go on holidays during that period, uh-huh. or if they've got somewhere else they can stay it's never good for a client to right. be living on a house where the works are being undertaken right you know especially when you've got children it's okay. a no it's a no-go area so that's that's like the the, the typical builder's dream to have the the house empty to yes have, to, to, the, to do the work it, it is it's, it's always better I yeah mean, are you going to be refurbishing a kitchen when people are living inside the house? Yeah. Living on, micro, on the microwave, it's, it's not healthy. Okay. It's, it's, it's not healthy just for, because it's food. It's mental, physical, 
spiritual. Yeah. It's not good for you. We all have done that at some stage. And we all, after we've done that at, at that stage, we, we, we always keep saying, I'll never do this again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. I think it's important that, you know, that they clients. Try and, yeah. Maybe they know, could go and live with a family member. Or they, or something. they can go and live with the family. But yeah. to, do not uh, do have boulders on your house doing some magic work and you're trying to live there. My friend, you know, yeah. she ended up smoking because she was, <laughs> they were doing the loft, she was living downstairs. Right. It's not healthy. It's, it's not good in, in, in all sense. It's not good. Ricardo, before I let you go, I, I just want to talk about what we're trying to do um, on the Property Renovation Podcast. And um, our vision, as you probably know, is that we want to become more open, more transparent with the homeowners and, and educate them. Yeah. Um, by hiring, uh, by by interviewing professionals and yeah. builders, and yeah. getting to hear from that side yeah. of the story, what's your opinion in about like what what we're trying to do? Do you think it's a good idea? I think you know having the podcast. I mean, information is power. Yeah, I mean, we all we all know that you know, and for the people out there, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, just listen a little bit to me, listen to James, and listen to the to the other builders. And other people on, the, on this podcast, but out of experience, out of experience, you know, it's we can't be naive. You know, we can't go and you know. Uh, I mean, it depends on people's budget. You know, if I had millions to spend, I probably would have gone to Dubai. I would have buy the Kiva project and say, "Here's the keys. Here's the money on <laughs> the account. You deal with that. Yeah. Call me when it's ready, and I'll come back." Unfortunately, we're all not on that position. Um, you know, we, we have to look at our budgets and we mustn't be just focused on, on a certain amount. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of the projects we go and see and the client already tells me, all right, we only got X amount to spend. This mm -hmm. is how much I want to spend, but he needs a lot of things to be done. And initially we said that budget is not gonna be sufficient, you know? It's not feasible. It's not feasible. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, and again, you know, you don't walk away. You have to explain, indicate people, clients, potential clients, what is involved on, on, a, on a renovation of a property. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's gonna be a kitchen renovation, a full refurb of the house. People out there, you know, you know, everybody's on a budget and you need, you know, you need you need to consider exactly what you want in your home. You know, if you want if you gotta if you gotta be having a property where you gotta refurbish and you gotta rent it out, you know. You can have a certain budget for that. If you're creating now your home where you're gonna bring your family and your children and it's an investment, you know, this is sometimes what I don't understand. People, they make the biggest investment of their life, they buy the property, and then they just want to fix it very cheaply. Mm. Uh, it's, it's still beyond me. I don't understand that. The people want, they don't want to, they don't want, they want to, like I mentioned earlier, they want to cut corners. Cut man. corners. Cut corners, man. I'm going already. You can't, you need to, a house needs a lot of TLC, you know. It's like, it's like when you go, you need to make sure that you buy and you invest on your builder. 
that you're going to get the right materials, that you're going to mm-hmm. get the right, I mean, we can stay here for hours yeah, and hours, yeah. but it's very important that you're making the biggest investment of your life and when you're going to do the renovation, you just want to spend as little as possible and you expect a miracle that the builder is going to deliver that. This is where things they go wrong. And I'll say this again, builders that will come in, say, you got 40,000 to spend for an example, I will do the job for 40,000, but they will never deliver you that perfect finish. They will cut corners, they will skip a lot of the stages, and then two, three years down the line, you're gonna be needing another renovation because things went wrong. Okay. Cheap, 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 this is what happens, yeah. you know? Okay. Ricardo, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, James.